0: Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Second Corinthians chapter five verse seven reads as follows: Very simple uh, passage, of scripture. One we quote it often, but one we look at a little bit more deeper today. Before we, I read it out of the New King James Version Bible. For we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith not by sight. Based on what I just read to you, I want to talk to you for a few minutes on this topic. Faith that empowers us to victory. Faith that empowers us to victory. Sight is a daily benefit that some receive that allows us to see and be conscious of things around us. It also helps us to discern and gain insight on things in the physical realm. We can see things, whether it's an apple or orange or a grape or something along that line, it helps us to see things in the physical realm. Our gift of sight helps us uh, keep safe, gives us advantages, and helps us to navigate through our day-to-day activities, helps us to read stop signs, helps us to drive, helps us on our day-to-day activities. At times, our sight was created to be a strength, can also become a potential weakness. We begin, to, begin, excuse me, we begin to depend more on our sight more than our faith, especially in the one who gave us the sight in the first place. Remember, the one who gave us the sight did not mean for the sight to be used against them, but to be used in conjunction with your faith. Sight will begin to speak to you in ways that you may not. That cause you may not to align with scriptures, especially when your feelings or emotions are tied in to your sight. And we we can't tie in our feelings and emotions to sight if we're not careful. We have to make sure that we make that faith is always going to be above our sight. Sight does not dictate to us how we think and how we talk and how we act, but our faith does. Our faith will determine that for us. Because faith will tell you to forgive. When your sight may tell you to hold on to a grudge, let me say that to you again. Faith will tell you to forgive when your sight may tell you to hold on to a grudge based on how you see that person treating you or those that you love. Faith will tell you that when your sight, excuse me, faith will tell you when your sight may tell you that they don't deserve this. Faith will tell you that they deserve the love of God that's been shared or brought in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Faith will tell you to be mindful of your your friendships, relationships, uh, and so forth, because evil evil company corrupts good behavior or good habits. And that brings second Corinthians 5 to 7 says, For so we walk by faith, not by sight. In order to be empowered to do something, it simply means I have been granted the authority or power to do a particular task or overcome a certain obstacle. I've been given empowered to pray. I've been empowered to give. I've been empowered to treat others right. Also, to help me to come over my past, overcome my uh, uh, obstacles that may get in my way in order to accomplish the will of God. I've learned over the years that it takes faith sometimes just to forgive somebody. It takes faith in order to love people. Because you can't go by your emotions or how you feel about somebody when it comes to loving. you got to do it because that's what God tells you to do. Can they get an amen right there? Because you got to love people with that. That's how God tells you to operate. He tells you to operate. You know, sometimes you don't feel like working, but you work anyway because the Bible says this. A man don't work. He don't what? That's it. So we know what Scripture says concerning that. At times I have to remind myself, we have to remind ourselves that we've been granted supernatural abilities when I'm tempted to to feel defeated or overwhelmed based on what I see. When I, when the enemy tries to persuade me to do wrong, I've got power to overcome that. Listen, when the enemy tries to entice me to do wrong, just like the enemy tried to entice, uh, Jesus when he tried to tempt him, he had the power to overcome him and defeat him. And we have that same type power operating on the inside of us based on our, excuse me, based on when the Holy Spirit operates on the inside of us as believers. That's why we must allow First John 5 and 4 to be in our thinking, the way we talk, in our actions, which states in part, this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. The victory, the means of our success is our faith, our trust, our confidence, our love in Jesus. And this is what you need to understand that you may be still in the trial and the tribulation, But faith empowers you to be victorious even before the victory comes. Let me say that to you again. Even before, you may be in the middle of your trial and in the middle of your tribulation, but faith will empower you to be victorious before the victory shows up and manifests itself. That's how you know you're walking by faith. Faith says I got the victory even though I may be still in the middle of my trial, in the middle of my situation. I got the victory. I paid this bill off. Well, Pastor, you still got the bill coming to your house. But in my mind, I've got the victory before I see the victory. Listen, I, I see myself overcoming this thing even though I'm in the middle of this thing. I see myself coming out even though I'm in the middle of what I'm dealing with. And that's what faith says. You don't need faith when you get out because you're already out. You need faith when you're in it. You need to say, God, I I know you're going to get me out of this. I know it don't look like it. It don't feel like it. It don't smell like it. I mean, I'm still in the middle of this trial. It's it's hurting me. It's making me feel awful. But, God, I know you're going to get me out of it. And some, that's what faith is. And that's why I, I had to keep coming to church every week for God to remind me that you're going to get me out of what I'm in right now. And it may take a minute to come out of it. Don't know. Everybody don't come out overnight, y'all. Thank you all for the four way man's right there. Everybody don't come out overnight, but this is what you know. God reminds you. Yeah, I'm getting you out of this. I may leave you in it for a minute, but you're coming out of this. In fact, won't you remind somebody you coming out of this? Tell somebody you coming out of this, you coming out of this, you coming out of this. Yeah, I know it don't look like it, but you coming out of it. Yeah, I know you are going through it, but you going to come out of this. Tell somebody you coming out of this, you coming out of this, you coming out of this. It is essential that we understand and recognize the source of our success so that we, when we are faced with challenges, we're able to stand firm when the day of hardship and trouble knocks at our door. We're able to stand fixed. We're able to be fixed and established on what we know is true according to God's word. Go to Ephesians 6 and 13. We need to see this scripture. Ephesians 6 and 13 reads as follows. Therefore, take up the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and have it done all to stand. So when evil comes our way, we have the ability to stand. Be fixed and established on what we know is true according to God's word. And let me say this. If you live long enough, you're going to face evil. If you live long enough, you will face evil. Not that either directly or indirectly you're going to face it. But thank God, God's going to give us the ability to stand. Faith will cause you to continue to give in abundance in the midst of dealing with life from a natural perspective. Lack is something you want or something that you need in order to make up something. So when we say you have a lack of understanding, faith will give you the understanding that you need. Also, too, when you have lack in maybe love, I need help loving people. I need faith to help me to love people. When I'm dealing with trials and tribulation, I need faith in order to help me to deal with trials and tribulation. And this is what I need to know and I need to understand. Even though I am lacking it's okay. You know why it's okay? I know God going to bring me out. So you can't panic when you when you find out that you're missing a little bit. Thank you all for the four-way mans right there. You can't panic when you see things not going the way you want them to go. See, the enemy wants you to panic and go back to natural means in order to get stuff done. You will get one phone call. It can cause you to panic if you ain't careful. Thank y'all for the five amens right there. You ain't little. Got a phone call. Somebody said something or did something. Got a memo in your desk. Fat, fat, your child brought home a, a report. Oh, my favorite, the child remind you of something due tomorrow. And they ain't started. They just started today. Oh, by the way, this thing due tomorrow. What you mean due tomorrow? Why? Because you, if you're not careful, you will panic and, and not get the thing done. But a real parent gonna say, hey, we gonna get it done regardless. We going we gonna find out, we gonna keep a track, better track of this next time. So we don't, we can't panic. We can't, you driving down the road. I just tell my children all the time, I'm in the passenger seat. I can panic all day long, but you drive, you can't panic. Thank y'all for the five. Amen. You can't panic in situations. You got to have a lifestyle of faith no matter what pops up in your life. And if you ain't got enough, it's okay. You ain't got to panic. You say, well, God going to supply the need. God going to do this and God going to do that. The doctor reports come. God going to supply that need. They say, I need this, that, and the other. God going to supply the need. I don't have it. It's okay. It's okay. Do not allow the enemy to cause you the stress feel disappointed, feel like you're a failure or anything else because you ain't got what somebody wants you to have right now. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you, Lord, for that right now. So appreciate that God is a God that, Oh, yeah, like this. Your natural eyes will show you what you need, but your conviction in the word of God will show you that you already have it. Just like we just said, he daily loads us with benefits. Benefits are divided, advantages, blessings, profits and gains. One of the benefits he makes is makes us happy. Woo-wee. Psalm sixty-eight 19. Let's go there quickly. Psalm 68, 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, even excuse me the God of our salvation. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads up with us with benefits, the God of our salvation, divine advantages I'm going to overcome this thing divinely, supernatural increase, supernatural increase supernatural favor supernatural it's a daily thing i'm not looking for it tomorrow i'm looking for god to do it today and and watch this if it don't manifest the day i know I'm one day closer how many have been one day closer to what god gonna do in your life listen you ain't you didn't give up you didn't you just did throwing the towel you just knew you were one day closer somebody say one day closer one day closer to getting that bill paid off. One day closer to getting healed. One day closer to getting that promotion. One day closer to getting that business deal. One day closer to getting that that high, that bonus. One day closer. Somebody say one day closer. And when you one day closer, you don't panic. You don't swear. You don't lose sleep. Oh, you say, God, I'm there one day closer. Go to the mailbox. I'm one day closer if it don't show up today. Go on, listen, the bonus didn't come today, but I'm one day closer to my bonus. Pastor say by the end of the year we're gonna get a supernatural bonus. I'm just one day closer to it. It didn't come on Sunday, but it might be here tomorrow. I'm one day closer to it. Before the end of this year, God's word shall not return back to him, boy, but it accomplish everything he sent it out to do. At times we can get so fixed. On what we see with our thinking, talking, and actions, our focus is more on those things rather than eternal matters. We pay more attention to things that we see, more attention to things that are talked about, and the actions out there that we don't. Excuse me. Focus in on what God is telling us to do. That's why First Corinthians four and eighteen. Let's go there quickly. First Corinthians four and eighteen. Paul was talking to. A letter he wrote to the church. He makes a very important point here. First Corinthians four and eighteen. Excuse me. I say Second Corinthians. I'm saying four. Second Corinthians. I know y'all see them cheap. Let's go Second Corinthians four and eighteen. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So we see that things that we see are temporary. This is what you need to know. We use an eternal God on temporary things. We use an eternal God on temporary things. What do you mean? God knows everything. He's an unlimited God with unlimited resources, and he, but he manifests himself in the natural realm. He has to us we wouldn't have the resources that we have. We would not have the things that we do. It's an eternal God, but He manifests Himself in natural ways. So the thing that I'm looking at, the thing that I understand, oh, let me read this to you. We need the Word to make decisions about our relationships, health, careers, businesses, etc. We're taking an eternal approach to temporary situations. I need God to tell me about my family. I need God to tell me about my career. I need God to tell me about what decisions I'm going to be making on a day-by-day basis. Because he, he knows the end from the beginning. He knows what I need to do and what I don't need to do. He knows it better than I do. Because he's the spirit of truth. He will lead and guide us into what? All truth. Not some truth, but what all truth. And since we know all truth, you can make better decisions based on what all truth than you can on what you see with your natural. Because your natural will, will, will listen. Even though your natural, let me let me say what the natural means here in this text. It's temporary. It's for a season. It's only endure for a while. But why it's here? Sometimes you have to deal with stuff. But it's only for a season. It's only temporary. I can't, listen, I can't when stuff come up in my life, I can't pretend like it don't exist. I've got to deal with it. But i got to use an eternal God to deal with temporary situations. You need to know that. I can't just say that when a demon come in my house or try to attack me that the demon ain't there. I'm just going to know you, demon. You ain't there. You ain't there. You ain't there. Now, the demon now, that's why God gave an eternal God, told me to bind that demon up in the name of Jesus and to cast him out. I'm not going to let him just run havoc until he get finished and do what he wants to do. I'm going to bind him up, the eternal God, with a temporary situation. And then cast him out and then go about my business. Are y'all seeing that? See, when I'm dealing, listen, you can have a temporary thing when you're challenging your body. You can be challenging your body. It's temporary, but you got to deal with it right then. You got to deal with it with the word of God. He is Jehovah. Raha, the Lord thy God, the healer thee. There's no sickness, no disease he can't handle. But I I put that eternal God on a temporary situation. And when I do, he's got the power to overcome it. You know God knows how to heal every sickness and disease that try to attack your body. You know God can 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 straighten out and fix and, and correct things in your life. God knows how to do that. Sometimes you could be dealing with your mind. Your mind can mess with you in a, whew, an ungodly way. Your mind can mess with you in an ungodly way. I mean, you'll be thinking thoughts. Listen, I've been sitting around trying to mind my own business, and thoughts will come in my mind. Ooh, I ain't going to say they good thoughts either. They're evil thoughts. And you know what's interesting about evil thoughts? Evil thoughts can't stay there unless there's a little bit of, uh, uh, of you liking that evil thought. Just a little bit. Thank y'all. Listen, I got five. I heard five. I heard some people over here that were honest. Everybody else, y'all pray for the rest of us, okay? Y'all pray for the rest of us. Because the only reason evil thoughts can stay in my mind for a little while, because I like the thought. And so I got to deal not only with the thought, I got to deal with the fact that I like the thought. I'm saying, God, you know what? I I shouldn't be liking that thought, but that thought surely is nice. It'll feel it, listen. It'll feel good to my flesh. It'll feel good to the listen. I, ooh, yeah. I could do that to that person. I sure would feel good about slapping them. I sure would. But that ain't what you told me to do, God. That's not a good thought for me to keep entertaining in my mind. See, see them falling down on the floor with my the back of my hand pressed against their face. Ooh, that show look good, but I can't. Have, I can't entertain that thought, even though it was it seemed good because it made me mad they upset me they won't do what i want them to do and so you got to understand that you can't end- listen every thought that come in your mind you can- listen only reason it can stay there for a little while because you like it a little bit that's the to- oh get loose devil in the name you, you don't want to lose it because that thought too good oh, look how they looking at me in here y- y'all pray for me okay i need jesus just help me to make it through this process in the name of the lord are y'all following here See, I- Understand, and see, people try to come to me like they real deep and stuff. Like, I don't know that some thoughts, the only reason some thoughts can stay in their mind because they do like it just a little bit, just a tad. Listen, somebody say just a tad. Yeah, they like it a little bit. And so, it, and so that little bit of tad, it can stay. And if you ain't careful, that tad can become something big. It becomes something big in your mind. And when that thing gets big in your mind, you can start, that thing can, listen, it can take over your thoughts. Listen, I, we use this word here in scripture, your imagination. It can take an image and just make it bigger than what it really is. And but God will give you the strength to cast down imagination and everything that is off itself against the knowledge of God. And you need that. You need to take that eternal God and put it on that. I pray that the thought is temporary, but can I be honest with you? Sometimes that little thought can last for days. Oh, thank y'all. I got some real folks in the sanctuary. I got some real folks in the sanctuary. Some of y'all, y'all pray for the rest of us. Some of us got some thoughts that shouldn't be there that have lasted for days. And do they last for days, you can stop thinking about it, but it'll come back up at the most unopportune time. You, you might not think about it for weeks or months at a time, and it'll come back up in there. And the Lord says, you know what, I can help you with those thoughts. But this is the thing you've got to understand. Don't we can help you, you got to tell God why it is it stayed in your mind so long. He knows, but he wants you to, he to confess. Confess. Confess to God that you got trouble with this thought realm. It's, listen, there's some thoughts that come to my mind. I said, why am I? Ooh, I said, God, I ooh, I wanted to go, but I wanted to stay all at the same time. Paul put it like this. In, I believe it's Romans chapter 7. He said, though I wanted to do good. Listen, the thing I didn't want to do, I found myself doing. And the things I didn't want to do, I did. And other was basically, there was some stuff going on in me that I said, ooh, I like it, but I don't like it at the same time. Hallelujah. Woo! Tell your neighbor, pray for your pastor. Pray for your pastor. He needs Jesus. (laughs) And tell your neighbor, why you at it? Tell your neighbor, why you at it? Pray for yourself too as well. Because he ain't the only one in the sanctuary that deal with stuff like that. And you need to understand that's why we have a God, a big God, a big God that knows how to deal with that. It takes faith. And the one true God to learn how to adapt our decision-making on principles, decisions that are that are provided in his written and revealed word. It takes faith to, to change your choices, to change the way you think. It takes faith in order to do that. We don't think and talk and act based on what we, sometimes it takes time. We learn how to think the way we do, and so therefore God has to retrain us. In how we think. Remember what he said in the book of Colossians? In the book of Colossians, where he told them, he said, You know what? You've been taught how to be rooted and built up and established in the Word. Because you did not know how to do it before. But now I've got to teach you how to be rooted and built up and established in the Word of God. Well, you've got to learn how to be taught how to make the right decision you got to learn how to acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. you got to learn how to do that because it don't come naturally. It don't come naturally unless you're better than most of us. But most of us were just born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Shaping in iniquity means this. One of the definitions is this. I was trained to think like the world. I was trained to think like the world. But now that Christ is in my life, I'm learning how to be trained to be like him. It takes time to get there, y'all. It don't happen overnight. But I appreciate the fact that God loves us enough to train us, love us enough to help us along the way. And how many need God's help in the way that you decide? See, I'm telling you, people that have been in church for a minute understand that God has to train you in the way that you make decisions. And it's got to be based on the written and the revealed word of God. That's why Paul made it clear in Second Corinthians 5 and 7. Let's go to Second Corinthians 5. Let's look at it in scripture here. Second Corinthians 5 verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith, not by what? Let me tell you what's interesting about this text, in my opinion. Paul was actually in this text talking about how that one day he was going to be with the Lord. And that's the goal of every Christian, to be in heaven one day, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. And, and I believe that many of us in this sanctuary, when it all was all said and done, you want to be with Jesus one day, is that right? You want to be with him for eternity. is that, You know, listen, you appreciate all, all the church services and all this, but one day you want to be with Jesus forever. Is that right? I mean, let's break it down. That's where we want to be at, right? Paul said this, though, and this is why I read this text. I know you want to be with Jesus one day, but you're here on the earth right now. You are here on the earth right now. And you got on an earth suit. That's how you survive here on the earth. And so while you're here on the earth, you need to walk by faith. Because, yeah, you will be all right when you get to heaven. You don't need faith in heaven. You know where you need it at? Right here. You know where you need it? You need it Monday. You need it Tuesday. Oh, can I break it down? You need it Wednesday. Oh, y'all know what's coming next? You need it what? You need it, what? You need it what? You need it what? Oh, y'all saying Y'all need it what? Every day. You need to walk by what? It's interesting that he put it in the midst. And you read that text before, scripture before and after, he's talking about being with Jesus one day. But he, he also understood when he's writing this letter to the Corinthian church, he said, y'all got to live here on the earth before you get to heaven. You got to live here on the earth. That means you got, your decision ain't got to be on earth. You got to think and talk and act more like Jesus. You have some stuff that come up in your life, you're going to need faith in order to overcome. Like we read about earlier, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. No, it's the world. Not this anybody, but the world while we live here on the earth. Let me tell you something. You got to raise children here on the earth. You got to do it by faith. If you, go, you gonna live in a house, you want to do it by faith. Because the house can make a sound sometimes. You're like, what the world? You know, uh, in the middle of the day, night, because the house, it only makes sounds in the middle of the night when all the TVs are off and everything, and you by yourself. It makes a sound, what the world? And something tells you, should I check on it or lock my door? we one going go come first. i When the chip falls, where they make <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Brittany. <laughs> and so stuff will You're gonna go to the doctor one day, normal checkup, and the doctor's gonna say something. What? I know I'm healthy. And you're gonna need to live by faith. You're gonna pull up your account one day. Your banking account, that checking account that you operate out of every day. And you're gonna look at it and you're gonna think one thing, I know I got about this much money here. And then all of a sudden, it's gonna be less, and sometimes a whole lot less than what you expect. You gotta still walk by faith. Sometimes you weren't be in a relationship with somebody, and that person who you thought was wonderful, you have to walk by faith. For those who don't know, I got a chance to minister the prison ministry this past. Tuesday night. One of the things I had to remind them, but the Lord told me to remind them about this. People may come and people may go, but Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. Listen, you may get out and you may stay in, but Jesus will be with you twenty four hours a day and seven days a week. So you say, you say, I, I may not be thankful for a lot of different things, but I'm thankful I've got a relationship with Jesus. So whatever you're dealing with in life, you got to do it by faith. i got to walk by what? Faith and not by what? That's what it says here in the text. Now, so we pick it up here in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Paul made it clear to these people in Corinth that we're here on the earth. We are to walk by faith, not by sight. When he says walk by faith, we need to conduct our life by faith. We need to regulate our life by faith. We need to make our way by faith. When we go forward, and I do mean forward because the Bible says pressing, uh, putting those things behind us and pressing forward to the things that God has put before us, we need to go forward by faith. And we need to execute and make decisions by faith. Because you can make decisions even in the church Call it faith, but you're really doing it out of fear. You're doing, and sometimes you got to be careful about this. You got to be careful. I'm going to be cautious in this decision. But really, when you look back at the root of it, you're really just afraid. See, I don't mind you being cautious, but being cautious by faith and not by fear. Sometimes we'll make major decisions out of fear instead of faith. Because major decisions is going to require something out of you. And sometimes we'll say, you know what? I just don't feel led at the time. No, you're really doing it out of fear. And you got to be careful. You got to watch that. Because some people say they're doing things by faith or actually doing it by the fear. Now, will fear tell you to do? Excuse me. Will faith tell you to do something? Sometimes faith says, hold on. I got a plan or a strategy. I got a way for you to do it. But don't make a decision based on fear. Don't make it. But, well, I'm not going to get that house fast, dog, because I, I just don't feel led to do it. Really, you just afraid to do it. Well, I'm not going to apply for the job because I, I don't think I'm qualified. When, when unqualified, unqualified folks get jobs every day. Every day unqualified folks get jobs. And I'm saying this to you, go in faith. Even they tell you no, at least you went in faith and not in fear. Well, Pastor, I I'm not going to give that amount because I got this going on, that's going on. But if the Lord leads you to give it, give it. He can take care of whatever you got coming your way. I got an estimate; it's going to be five hundred dollars, Pastor. Doc. I got to say, I can't give what God's telling me giving this offering right here. But because I I I, I got to pay this five hundred dollars, God can change somebody's mind. Can go from five hundred down to zero or a hundred dollars if you do it the right way. I've seen God do it more than one time. I've seen God, I, I've seen God do this just to test my faith. I remember coming up in the day, and it probably still, he still do it today. I've seen on Friday I get one estimate, and God will just test my faith and see will I still give that money on Sunday. And I gave it on Sunday and on Monday. They said, it's not as bad as what we thought it was. I said, one time, I took it to the mechanic shop, and the mechanic said, you know what? I didn't even know it. He came back two days later. He said, you know what? This was under warranty. Di- we didn't even know it. But the guy, look, he, what? this is what he said. He said, the guy remember replacing that part right now. I said, what? All the cars y'all work on? You remember replacing that one part in my car? Oh, that had to be gone. Y'all see the difference there? Because they could have replaced it. I could have paid for it. I wouldn't have known the difference. But God said, I got this. Just recently, I, I, we took the church band to get it fixed. I'm, this is real, real life testimony. And uh, he said, you know what, pastors? Because wow, uh, Mr. Harris told me that it was running hot and doing stuff like that. And I said, okay, I will take it and get it fixed. And, and we took it, he fixed the cooling part, but he said, You know, we had to replace the alternator. But you know, we're not gonna charge you anything for replacing the, the alternator. I said, Thank you so much. I sure appreciate it. And as I left Cause that would have been three to five hundred dollars on that particular vehicle. Y'all follow me? You don't think God is real when it, when he comes to this giving? And that's why you can't do, listen, when you take it to the place, you got to do it. I don't care what they tell you. You got to do it in faith and not in what? Fear. Because fear will mess with you. That's why he said we got to walk by faith. You got to make decisions by faith. You got to make, you got to do things by faith. And so, in my opinion, if we are truly going to understand and reach our purpose. We must yield our will to this important truth. we got to surrender and submit to this important truth. What's that? When our decision-making is influenced more by what we see, then we risk making those things as our means for victory and not God as a source of our success. When you allow your decision-making to be impacted or controlled by what you see, you're doing that the wrong way. You are walking by sight and not by faith. And God wants us to be faith-filled people. That's why some people stop valuing the importance of hearing and receiving a word from, from the God-ordained pastor because they saw their family and their friends skipping out when our weekly feeding of God's word came for. They didn't, they didn't consider it to be important enough to receive a word from God. And that's sad because that's how your faith grows. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we've got to yield to this important truth. We must be influenced by more by what we, excuse me, we got, can't be influenced by what we see. And we got to value the importance of the word of God. An inconsistent doubt of God's revealed word has the ability to, to depower you rather than empower you. When you don't receive his word, it depowers you, causes your strength to go away, your spiritual strength. You will find yourself tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine according to Ephesians 4 and 14. Go to Ephesians 4 and 14. Ephesians 4 and 14 reads as follows, that we should no longer be tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of the seed for plotting. These are individuals that walk by what go by what they see. And they bring about every wind of doctrine. That means there, there'll be a teaching or something that will take you away from operating in faith. And it's so important that we do not allow the enemy to cause us to be agitated mentally or fluctuate in our thinking, talking, and acting when it comes to our faith. When it comes to our faith. At a time where you should believe Jesus for healing or deliverance or prosperity or whatever the case may be, you, you hear people say things like, that. that's back in the Bible days, that don't go for us. Even some people are good hearted people will tell you that things that the Bible makes clear are not for you. That to me is one of the sad things about individuals. When God has made a promise to you and you miss out on that promise. All the promises of God in him are yes and amen. But this is what you need to know. If you don't know what the promise is, how can you collect on it? How can you collect on it? How do you know the promises? Week in and week out, we get knowledge and understanding according to Scripture. A lot of things, I mean, how many? Let me say this to you. I had to learn how to be a husband. I can go, see, the street taught me how to be a husband. Thank you. All, all two people got that. The street got a class every day on how to do different things. Street will tell you how to hustle, hustle money, too. Thank y'all. I'm not supposed to hear no. And see, some of us be honest. We've been in them classes in the street and we know firsthand what they teach you too. We got the course, the syllabus and everything else. We can hustle. Oh, we, oh, but we, if we had to hustle. We can hustle, but we choose to do it God's way. We got to live by faith and not by the streets. We can't live by what Uncle say that not according to line with scripture. Cause Uncle say, hold on to your money. Hold on. Save for a rainy day. But you ever knows when that when the rain comes, we ain't never got enough money. <laughs> never. So you can't depend on that. Let me tell you something. It don't take but one good estimate. To make you wonder whether or not you did right by God. One good estimate. Is it going to cost you this much money right here? What? <laughs> it ain't never done with, with one zero behind it. It's got a, two or three numbers, then some zeros, then point. Then they put 22 cents out there. Like, that really going to matter. <laughs> I get you 22 cents. It's the rest of it, we got to deal with. Reality says you still got to walk by faith and not by sight. And you can't let these individuals from the street, family members, and others, even some good-minded church people, take you away from walking by faith and not by sight. can't let them do it. I know they love you and they mean well for you, but they'll mess you up, boy. I tell you this, and I've told you this many times before, and I'm going to keep on telling you this. If you ain't careful, some people will walk you to the grave. If you ain't careful. They'll tell you, you know, my, your uncle died of that. They'll tell you, your cousin died of that. All they do is walk you to the grave. And you're going to die of that too. Like, man, what in the world? You got to start walking with some folks. You got to start walking with them. Oh, this is why you got to walk by faith, not by what? That's it. That's it. That is so true. Now, at times when you should believe God, have faith and confidence and conviction and assurance and trust in Jesus. That is the time that you got to walk by faith. When you should, when, excuse me, when you should be trusting God for salvation, people say it does not take all of that. Isn't that sad when folks take you down? I, now, how many have ever looked at, at a ball game before? you like, some of these folks acting crazy up in him. Over a ball game. And then they say, you come to church, you got to be quiet. Oh, man, are you kidding me? After everything God has done for all of us in this sanctuary. Pastor, I don't see, I don't see no God that done nothing for me. Let me tell you something. God protects us from more stuff than we see every day. I told y'all many times before, you don't know who in the store with you when you go going to certain stores. You don't know who. Is in the store with you when you go to a certain store. You don't you don't know. I'm telling you something. That rap right, that one up here off I twenty, get a whole list of characters in it. And and, and and some of them look normal too. Got on normal blue jeans and a normal shirt. But I promise you, if it ain't for the grace of God protecting you, they would act up if it wasn't careful. You know God is keeping you. God protects you from diseases. Not only he protect you, he, he protects your family from diseases. He protects your family from different things. That's why we walk by faith and not by what, because God protects us. He protects more stuff you will ever see. I'm so grateful for. That's why I love the fact He loads us daily with benefits. Everybody say daily. And so, therefore, as God does these things, the Lord desires us to be successful. According to third John two, beloved I wish above all things, that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as our soul prosper. But it's our faith in his word that will prosper our soul and lead us to our bigger and our better. God will change the way our mind, our will and our feelings to be more in line with his word. And we can look for bigger and we can look for what? How many like bigger and better? How many like bigger and better? And as as you make things become bigger and better in your life, that faith will empower you to get the victory. That faith will empower you to get the victory. The victory that overcomes the world is even our faith. We're going to walk by faith and not by. Let me remind you of something real quickly before I close Faith, even though we walk by faith, in the natural, you're not going to have all the answers you want from God. That's just the bottom line. That's why it's a faith walk. Faith says, I got the conclusion. But that process is going to take faith to get through it. You ever notice when Abraham, when God talked to Abraham, he said, you know what? I'm going to take you to a land I'm going to show you. Notice he didn't even tell him the land he was going to. He just said, You get, need to go this way right here. I'm like, What the world? Now, some of us couldn't have made it because we had to stop right there. God, where are we going? We're going to LaGrange. We're going to Atlanta. We're going to Birmingham. We're going where? But Abraham took the journey by faith. Not only did he trust in where God was taking him, he took him that he would provide for him along the way. And this is what we all need to know. God will provide for you along the way as he takes you on this faith journey. And I'm so grateful, man. Amen? I'm done. Stand to your feet. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.